You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Before the service starts, I just wanted to uh, bring you up to date with um, the coronavirus outbreak and our response. Each week, um, every day, I'm making sure that I'm keeping abreast of the latest developments. And together with the board, we're putting strategies in place. So last week, we started to put some of the early strategies in place to protect people. Um, This week, as more and more people are starting to be affected, we're going to change a few more things. Um, Tonight, at the collection time, we aren't going to hand the plate out. So the plates are at the back of church. So at the end of the service, as you go out, you can put your offering into the plates. The collection is very important for the work that we do at Northern Lights. Um, And it is really important. But we felt that it is more important that we don't hand the plates around with the risk of passing germs around. So it's at the back. So please, on the way out, if you just put your collection in there. At the sign of peace, Do people remember the sign for peace that I taught last week? Perfect. Well done. Okay. Peace of hand and just a bow. Tonight, we're going to continue to do that, but please, we're going to ask you just to stay in your seats so we don't need to move around the church to do that. It's just a case of just looking at people. You could wave, you could give a salute, um, or the normal signs of peace that we've showed last week. Okay. At communion time. Instead of passing the plates around, we're following advice from the Church of England and the World Health Organization to churches. So we're going to follow the practice of the Church of England. So at communion time, we're going to invite you to come to the front. Alice and myself will be there and we will give communion in the traditional sense. So we will hold the host up, we will say the body of Christ, and if you place your hands out, we'll place it onto your hands and then you just consume it and go back to your seat. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, if you're unable to come to the front, at the end of communion, if you just put your hand up, we will come to you. Okay. We are preparing, eventually, we will be given the directive not to meet as a church. We've already considered that, and we've already got things in place. So at the back of church tonight, on your way home, there are little bags with hosts in for you to take home and keep those at home. When we get the advice that we should not meet, we will tell you at social media, so you will get an update saying, do not come to church, we are closing. At that point, there will be a live stream from myself at Sunday at 6.30, and you will be able to join us on Facebook Place your host in front of your, t- your screen, your tablet, your phone, and you can take part in the service. And at communion time, the, the host or the bread will be blessed and you can still receive communion. So together, we continue to be Northern Lights spiritually and we're linked. Um, does that make sense for people? Okay. If you aren't already a friend on Northern Lights' Facebook page, there are little slips of paper with our address at the back of church as well. So as you pick your host up, your little bag of host, if you pick one of those slips up as well, then you can take that with you, okay? Join so that you can stay linked with us, okay?
Welcome to Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. We are part of the MCC Worldwide Christian Denomination with a multi-ethnic congregation, all of whom celebrate the inclusive love of God for all people. You are most welcome. Whether this is your first time here, whether you come regularly, or whether you're returning to us after a time away. Everything you need for the service will be on the screen, so please feel free to take part in as much or as little as you wish. Our theme tonight, coming to life in Christ. We learn about Jesus as our living water, the water of life, which cleanse, cleanses us and refreshes us and which quenches our deepest thirst and purifies us for life in God and in ministry to the world. So before we begin, let us take just a few moments of quiet to let go of what has been occupying our thoughts and place ourselves even more completely in the presence of God. Let us pray. God of power and truth, guide our hearts and minds to a greater knowledge of you and the need for us to live out our faith if we are to bring about your kingdom on earth. Like the woman at the well, please give us the awareness and the courage to ask for what we need in order to serve you and give us the faith to believe in your generosity, in the sure knowledge that you are on the side of every person of goodwill and will never leave us to struggle alone. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verses 3 to 7. But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people, these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so, in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa, and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good evening. Let us pray. Loving God, inspire us 
to listen to your word and hear your word and to take the meaning that we need to and to share that with each other this evening. Amen. So, you were going to hear Charlotte West's thoughts on Jesus and living water this evening, but unfortunately she's, she's not very well tonight, so she's not here. So, so we're going to do more of a collaborative musing on, on tonight's gospel reading. So before I read it to you, I want you to have a bit of a think about what you remember, because you've heard this one before. This is the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. That's all I'm going to tell you, but I want you to have a bit of a think by yourself. You don't need to be in pairs or anything for this bit. Um, have a think about what you remember from the story. What happens? What's the sequence? Who says what to who? Does anyone get upset? What are the feelings you get? So I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes. Sit there, and if you're at home listening to this on the podcast or you're driving to work listening to this on the podcast, you can do this as well. Um, but you might not get quite such a long pause because I suspect it will get cut out. Um, but have a think. What happens in this story? Two minutes is a long time, isn't it? I only gave you a minute there. Enough time to wash your hands three times really well. So, as you listen to tonight's Gospel reading, have a think if there's anything that you didn't remember. And we might, might share some of those things if you feel comfortable afterwards. This is a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 5 to 42. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. And the woman answered him, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. And the woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, 
but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the, when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left, left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? And they left the city and they were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to each other, surely no one else has brought him something to eat. And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest. But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labour. Others have laboured and you have entered into their labour. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the saviour of the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's quite a long reading. I'm going to ask you to see if anyone feels confident in offering what they didn't remember from that story. Was there anybody surprised by what, what was in it? Or did you all know that story super well? Because we've, we've heard it before. Some of you are grimacing, so I feel as if not all of it was, you didn't know it word for word. Yes, so I'm going to repeat back what people say for the benefit of the podcast listeners. So, so somebody said that they'd forgotten the puzzlement of the Samaritan woman, that somebody, that a Jew would speak to her at all. And this is something that we've, we've maybe heard in other parables as well. But it seems because it comes up so often, quite how profound that, that sort of unwritten 
or maybe even written rule was. And I think that puzzlement comes up again as well, because not only does he speak to her, but then he offers her a drink of water. So that was the outrageousness of this interaction to happen at all, that it was theologically unacceptable that it should happen. So yet again, we see Jesus being outrageous in, the, in his interactions. So something that strikes me is that this opens up his ministry to outside Judaism. And yet at the start, we hear how it was the well that Jacob had, had dug, and so that links it back into that history. So I wonder if that's a significant part of it, and that's why it was included in tonight's reading, that little, little bit of information, because that's referred to several times. So that gives it that connection for the Jewish listeners to this story. Okay, we've got some outrageousness, we've got some puzzlement. What were the other things that, were there any emotions that you noticed aside from those? So we have that similarity in, in the mission and in the action. So it's not just talking the talk, but the fact that MCCs also open their doors and seek to welcome other people. Um, people who other people would say it was outrageous that we yeah outrageous that we spoke to any of these people outrageous that somebody like me is even daring to stand up at the front here um, so and outrageous that some of you are sitting here in the pews we like a bit of outrage if we're not turning things upside down what are we doing okay yes yeah, so that was that everybody has a welcome here and that that is the thing when I was at General Conference about, we're asking, does MCC have a place now that other churches are becoming more inclusive? But actually MCC is a place that works on the margins, that aims to be inclusive of everybody because this is what the gospel tells us to do. Even people for whom it would seem unnatural for us to spend time with, who we might feel a bit uncomfortable with because we've been told to be wary of them. And yet, we're there to give them life and they can also give us life because Jesus needed the water in the first place. He didn't, maybe he was striking up conversation to, to say his little pitch, but he did ask for, a, for some water because he also needed some refreshment too. Yeah, so those of you at the back who might not have heard that, they were suggesting that we could be the, the standard setters for how to, how to do Christianity, how to be God's hands and feet in the world. So I also wondered, out of all that God could have hoped to be in the, and inspired, not hoped, out of all that God could have inspired to be in the Bible, because this is a, we go back to our bedrocks beliefs, it's a book inspired by God but written by humans. So why this? And that goes on to, to link in with something that John himself says later on in, the, in this gospel. Jesus performed many other signs which have not been recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So what is life-giving about this? Why this one? Why not the day before? Why not the day after? Yeah, I think that's a really powerful reflection that sometimes we need to ask for help before we can help other people, and that 
that there's times when we need the help and there's times when other people need it and sometimes we need to go out and do things and that will be what transforms us but sometimes it's you need to be brave enough to ask for help in that in the first place because that's not an easy thing to do are there any other reflections or thoughts we really don't all have to speak but I'm aware that the people at the front have spoken a little bit more than the people at the back that may be the nature of sitting at the back of the church that you're desperately hoping that people won't ask you questions you didn't come to church for this so thank you I will summarize that briefly for the benefit of the podcast and for those of you again at the back who might not have heard so there's a powerful message in that Jesus was not judging this woman but that that he did know her history um, and and the systems and structures at the time helped to protect family um, inheritance by enabling uh, women whose husbands have died to to marry the husband's brothers and that's kept things in the family but it didn't necessarily make things easy or it might have been a way of preventing this woman descending into poverty and, and hardship that you have very few options if you're if you're not a man in that in that time and 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 still that echoes in in today's society okay you've all done very well thank you very much so let us just finish with a prayer holy spirit thank you for this time tonight and inspire us to reflect on your words and God's words throughout the week. Amen. Now is the time we set aside to speak directly with God. Listen to the one who knows us intimately and who loves us in all our imperfections. We continue our conversations with God, focusing this evening on Christ the living water. So let us pray together for ourselves, for our communities, and for the wider world. Loving God, Mother and Father of all creation, your word promises that whoever believes in you will have rivers of living water flowing from their heart. We are thirsty, Lord, and we long for your living water to flow in all its fullness through us today and every day that you give us on this earth. We thank you and praise you that however we may thirst, whatever we may need to satisfy our souls, you offer it freely and abundantly in Christ. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh right now. Fill us to overflowing with the fullness of your peace, your presence, your love, your joy, and your hope. Just as you ensure a spring is constantly renewed with fresh water to keep it pure and flowing freely, renew us today. 
Awaken us each day with a deep and abiding desire to meet with you. Give us an unquenchable thirst as we sit at your feet. Ignite a passion in us for more of you and more of your word. Fill us with conviction. Minister to our hearts. Encourage and equip us to fulfill your purpose for us. Remind us that in the dry wilderness of our lives, in the days of heat and thirst, you offer us living water. Remind us that when we begin to doubt your presence and grumble that your love is unreliable, you offer us living water. Remind us that when life's regrets, the bad choices we have made, and the prejudices of others leave us feeling excluded and unworthy, you offer us living water. Remind us that when circumstances or the inhumanity of others have left us alone and wounded, you offer us living water. Let us drink deeply of the living water, and as we draw from your wells, may we seek to pass the cup to others who, like us, are thirsty for your grace. Let us pray for all who hold positions of responsibility at home within Northern Lights MCC and the wider denomination, in our local communities and places of work, among those seeking to serve others in any capacity, and among all people of goodwill everywhere. Fill them with your living water. May they understand, cherish, and use their responsibility wisely for the good of all. Let us pray for those who are going through dark times, for those who are ill or in pain, or who are worn down by constant struggles to meet the physical, mental, and emotional challenges of life, or who are experiencing a time of trouble or distress or uncertainty about the way forward. And as Z comes forward to light our special HIV candle, we bring to you all those who have already surrendered themselves to your tender care. All those who live with HIV-related illnesses, their families and friends, the medical, nursing and technical staff who devote their lives to looking after, supporting and treating those affected by treatments. And especially this evening, let us pray for everyone who is experiencing the effects and consequences of coronavirus. Those who have been diagnosed and those close to them, including the loved ones of any who have already succumbed. Those who are vulnerable to exposure due to age or underlying health issues. 
those who are working so hard to care for and protect patients and communities. Those whose role it is to predict and prevent the spread of the disease. And those whose lives and livelihoods have been and are still being disrupted because of necessary measures taken to protect communities. We bring to you all for whom requests for prayer have been placed in the special book at our prayer table. Help them to come to terms with their pain and difficulties. And help them look forward to the future, whatever and wherever that may be. Fill them all with your living water as we place them in the healing presence of Jesus. So let us now pray for the needs of people known to us personally. Please feel free to speak the name aloud or to keep it in the silence of our hearts. God hears all our words and thoughts. Lord, we make our prayers in faith and love of you. For we know that your spirit is at work in our world, making all things new. Grant us your wisdom in all that we do, and an ever-flowing supply of your living water. Instill our hearts with the goodness, peace, and generosity of your Spirit, and the healing love of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, as we say together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Send us out, O God, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, to become your heart and hands and feet in the world. Keep us safe and well in this time of trial, that we may continue to serve your people in your name. Amen. And let us say to each other and for ourselves the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk. Okay.